Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Maggie Glio. 98 days until the college basketball season begins. Yeah, we are less than 100 days left. Couldn't be more stoked. About three months and a couple more days, obviously, to go. And yeah, then the college basketball season will start again. Indeed, indeed. We are very excited. And uh, that August 13th deadline coming very soon. And as you know, that is when we do begin our conference previews, every single conference, every single team will get a rank from us and uh, we'll see which one of us can do better. Obviously, that's one of our most iconic, I guess, segments uh, and sequences. But uh, yeah, that would be, I think this is our third year now doing conference previews yes, coming sir. up. So I'm very excited for that. It's a really good time. So uh, hopefully you guys stick with us then. But yeah, just another episode, probably going to get one or two more in before that deadline. Obviously, things have been very, very, very slow, but uh, a couple of things did get announced, so we'll talk about that today. And uh, yeah, first things first, we thank everyone for uh, giving us some feedback and stuff like that. We appreciate more as it comes through, so please feel free to message us wherever. You know our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. So uh, at the RTM underscore podcast, you can't see it, but it's back there on my whiteboard. But, uh, yeah, you want to get the question of the day kicked off because uh, you thought of this one, and it was a very good question on your part. Yeah, uh, before we get started, obviously, Rip Bill Russell, one of the all-time greats. As a Celtics fan, you, if you don't know who Bill Russell is, you're not really a Celtics fan. And even an NBA fan, obviously, 11 rings. You can't even fit 11 rings on your finger. So he's, he's just a pure winner. And if we're going by winners in the NBA, he is the GOAT. But we know he's, he's not really the GOAT. He's up there, but... He's not quite there, but when it comes to winning, he is the GOAT. That leads us to the question of the day. He's a winner, obviously, and in the remembrance of the legendary Bill Russell, what year did he win the national championship and for what school? What years, sorry, he won twice. Yeah, I, I put in the uh, quotations S because we didn't want to spoil if he won more than once, but uh, yeah, for those of you that oh, know, well. what do you say? Oh, well, they, now they know he won twice. Now they know. He's a winner. Yeah, so first one to answer that will get be a winner in our book, and uh, we'll give them a shout-out. No one answered last week's trivia question, and the answer to that, the question was, uh, who was the last person to uh, return to college basketball after winning, obviously, the Player of the Year award, and that was Tyler Hansborough from North Carolina. So I didn't even I, know that. Yeah, I, I remember Tyler Hansborough. Is. He, he was a hell of a college player. Oh, yeah. Obviously, things didn't pan out in the NBA, but yeah, I don't even know the answer to that question. So, <laughs> like, like I said, I randomly found that on Twitter one day, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good question to ask." So I thought I'd ask it, but uh, yeah, Tyler Hansborough used to be an absolute beast in college basketball, and he was a very hated player for a lot of different uh, fans around the uh, nation. But uh, yeah, you got to respect his grind. He was a very good college basketball player, like you talked about. Unfortunately, it did not translate over, but. Uh, it is what it is. You've got that legacy to live by at UNC, I suppose. Yeah, terrific career, obviously. Uh, today's episode, we'll be going over a couple of the tournaments, mainly the Maui Invitational. And our main topic, the coach's hot seat, whoever's in the hot seat uh, for this upcoming season, obviously. Little to talk about, but we're 11 days away from our conference previews. And your, your 20th birthday, what what you think? You're two, you get, you're two decades old soon. You feeling old yet? I'm getting old, man. That's that's weird to think about myself turning 20. I mean, we met each other back when we were five, and uh, it's been 15 years, and that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, 
time moves fast but you gotta live it and you gotta love it and uh it's going well but uh yeah very old so uh it's sad but uh obviously still a lot of good things left to come within our both of our lives so definitely very looking forward to that and very grateful for that as well but yeah um i'll kick things off with the maui begins november 21st so it's coming up relatively soon obviously in the front year of the college basketball season season begins november 8th this tournament begins november 21st so about two weeks after the start date the field includes some very 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 good teams texas tech creighton louisville arkansas ohio state san diego state cincinnati and arizona that is an absolutely loaded field so as we usually do when we cover uh, tournaments like these, we do a winner and we do a dark horse. Not too many dark horses here, but uh, who is your winner? Uh, we probably know who it is, but uh, who is your dark horse as well? Yeah, my winner. You know who my winner is. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I said it. I know who it is. It's the Creighton Blue Jays, of course. Um, just like everything about them. Nothing else to say. That is the case for all eight teams. Even Cincy, I even think Cincy could win it if if, if things go right, obviously, you saw them last year, what they were capable of in the non-conference, beating Illinois, and then later literally going 40 minutes with, with Arkansas. So they're a very competitive team. They've been competitive year in the year, regardless of whoever the coach was. I'm expecting big things from West Miller in year two, though, and I wouldn't be surprised if they even won, even though uh, from the blind eye and on paper, they're probably in last place. Um my dark horse, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with San Diego State. I feel like that was expected as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like out of all these teams, I think they're the best defensive team. I know Texas Tech is in there and they have a hell of a defense, but I think this year San Diego State has the best defense in college basketball. Hmm. Bold take, but uh, they're definitely top three in my opinion as well. But yeah, this field is fantastic. Uh, these first four matchups: Texas Tech, Creighton. That's probably the best matchup of this tournament. Uh, so I'm lo really looking forward to that one. Louisville, Arkansas, pretty decent one as well. Ohio State, San Diego State should be a good one. And Cincinnati, Arizona should also be a good one. A lot of great teams here. So uh, for my winner, I'm going to pick hmm, – I don't know. I feel like the winner of that Texas Tech-Creighton game will eventually win it all. But you can never count out Arkansas. So I'm going to pick Arkansas. But I know that that Texas Tech and Creighton, but both those teams will be the front runners. Arizona will be up there as well. San Diego State will be up there as well. Dark Horse, I'm, I mean, it has to be San Diego State. I mean, that team is really good this year. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do. Definitely the Mountain West favorites by far. It's by a landslide, I should say. But, uh, yeah, Matt Bradley coming back was huge for this team, and uh, he's going to really carry them. If if he can do good things, then I think San Diego State can do some good things as well. So, uh, yeah, I think San Diego State is the good Dark Horse. But uh, like I said, that Texas Tech Creighton matchup should be a fantastic one. Winner of that has a very good chance to win it all. But I'm going to go with Arkansas. Shout out, must buzz. Yeah, very good tournament here. Probably the best tournament alongside the Battle for Atlantis. We'll be covering that, I believe, next episode. If there will be a next episode before August 13th. The next one is not really a tournament, but it is a really cool one. It is the Arms Force Classic back at the USS Abraham Lincoln on November 11th. Gonzaga will be taking on the Michigan State Spartans, obviously on the boat once again. I'm excited to watch this one, even though it's Gonzaga. Uh, what are your predictions for this game? Yeah. Yeah, that's not my prediction, but uh, 
Gotta rep Sparty, man. Shout out to him. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. I found mine. Oh, yeah. Hold it up, baby. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Let me put this on gallery view. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Sparty, man. Yes, Shout out to him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this this is obviously a legendary uh, game. As you know, so many great teams have played here before, and uh, it's on a battleship. It can't get better than that for a college basketball team, fan, you name it. I would be stoked if I was playing or even attending this game. That, that's probably one of the coolest experiences ever. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool experiences with college basketball, but this one, Definitely a very good one on Veterans Day. It's going to be a very good game. I'm very excited to watch this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad this Tristan's coming back. Obviously, Gonzaga is playing in it. So, I think Gonzaga will win this because uh, they are a really good team this upcoming season. Michigan State, it's going to be interesting for them next year, to say the least. We'll talk about them in the Big Ten preview. Uh, long ways to go until we get to that one. But uh, I think that they can hold their own. Michigan State can in this game. But I think Gonzaga will definitely take this one. But it's just great to have the tradition back. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what Michigan State will look like. I know that they're very good and competitive year in, year out. But this year seems a little different for them with the guys that left, the guys that came in. I'm not I'm not too sure about them this year. So, yeah, I think Gonzaga will beat them. Yeah, I mean, one thing's for sure, A.J. Hoggard will be a mm-hmm. really good player for that team. But uh, Tyson Walker comes back as well. Couple other guys come back as well, but it's gonna really rely on those newcomers. Uh, they got a lot of good guys coming into this program, so uh, we'll definitely see what they can do. Cause uh, you know Tom Mizzou, he's not gonna shy down to anything. You know his month is March, so you never know with this Spartans team. They could do some good things, and they could maybe have a all right season just like they did last year. It's a really big wide margin. We'll cover it obviously when we get to the Big Ten, relatively down the line. But uh, now it's time for Coach's hot seat. Uh, I, I can't even remember the last time we did this. Uh, it seems like we haven't done this in probably two probably. years ago. I feel like yeah, we skipped last yeah. year. We definitely skipped last year. Yeah, we. I think we did. But uh, last year was obviously a Hello? Let's just get things started. I'll start things off with uh, Mr. Patrick Ewing, Georgetown. You know how the story goes. Uh, two seasons ago, what a run that was, winning the Big East. Uh, I don't think anyone in America saw that one coming. And uh, obviously, they lost the first game in the tournament. But, hey, just getting there for Georgetown was a huge accomplishment. But you got to look at the bigger picture here from my standpoint. Finishing 6-25 and on the season, last in the Big East. Um, no wins in Big East Conference play. Uh, that was very disappointing. So uh, I think Coach Ewing's hot. Uh, Coach Ewing's seat is getting very hot. It's gonna be a big year at Georgetown this upcoming season. Luckily, Quadis Wahab comes back, so maybe he can do some damage. And a couple other good recruits come in. What are your thoughts on Patrick Ewing being on the hot seat? Yeah, first of all, whatever you said, approaching the coach's hot seat, it all got cut out because a Wi-Fi took a little little break. But yeah, we're back. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Zero losses, like you mentioned. Yeah, he's definitely in the hot seat. I think he's got to he's got to make the tournament. I think to to really retain his job. I think I think that's it. I think it's tournament or nothing for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be hard. I mean, 
Vegas is looking interesting this year. Obviously, as you know, Villanova is quote-unquote rebuilding. UConn will be up there. Seton Hall, whole new team. They should be pretty good. You got a lot of other guys that I didn't even mention. St. John's is going to be pretty good. Xavier and Butler both looking tremendous this upcoming season. Creighton, I forgot about Creighton. Uh, so, yeah, the Big East is going to be a bloodbath, as you know. If Georgetown can make it relatively close to 500, if not better, the chances of them making it to the postseason is pretty likely. So that's all they got to do. So we'll definitely see what happens. It's going to be a crucial year for this team and Patrick Ewing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Next coach, Chris Collins of Northwestern. He's entering his 10th season at Northwestern. And, yes, he has seen success in his tenure. Uh, took the program to their very first March Madness way back in, in what, 2018, I'd say? I think so. Yeah. yeah, they won and then they lost to Gonzaga. I do remember that. That was that was during the Nigel Williams Goss day, days, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, yeah, but, yeah, he struggled as of late. Hasn't reached over – 500 in the past five seasons all his big name transfers Pete Nance Casey Simmons the list goes on they all transferred out this year and the seat's definitely warm if Northwestern finishes below again what are your thoughts on Northwestern and Chris Collins this year yeah tough tough situation for them uh Big Ten looks good Northwestern needs to find some pieces because they lost a lot like you talked about so uh it's gonna be difficult to get over this 500 mark but uh they finished obviously bottom three in the Big Ten Conference the past four or so years. So if they finish here again, I think this seat could be very warm and by the end of next year. But uh, you never know. Still a lot of uh, chemistry left and a lot of games left to be played. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Northwestern team. But uh, right now, it looks like that this uh, line continues to trend downhill. So we'll see what happens. But uh, you never know. Expect the unexpected, as you know, in college basketball. Yeah, the Big Ten. It's been a monster year in and year out for the past couple of seasons. I don't think Northwestern is going to get through. I will say one thing. I think the Big Ten will have a down year. I'm not going to say too much about that just yet, but something's telling me it's going to be a down year for the Big Ten uh, just because. Next up, Mark Fox, Cal, entering his fourth season. This is a big one for Cal and obviously Coach Fox. Cal has been very disappointing the past five years. We thought that it was a rebuild, and uh, it seemed like the rebuild's been going on for a very long time. Not much has happened. I, I, I mean, it's, it's very disappointing, and it's just, just kind of how it is if you look at it from that standpoint. However, I think this could be the breakthrough uh, year for Cal. But obviously, as you know, this is a crucial one. What are your thoughts on Mark Fox and Cal for this upcoming season? Yeah, um, like you said, they've been rebuilding for the past 20 years. It's been forever since I've they've, they've been relevant in college basketball. Mark Fox was here to come change it, obviously. Made the tournaments a couple of times in Georgia. And Georgia's a really hard place as well to make the tournament. But Cal was even harder, I'd say. Um, yeah, I don't think – I think it's tournament or nothing for Mark Fox. And looking at the Pac-12 this year, not, it's not that good. But Cal's just – I don't think they'll be good this year. Yeah, Pac-12 is very slim. I mean, I think there's, at the moment, three, maybe four contenders for the tournament at the moment, and uh, that could definitely change, but Pac-12 isn't the same as it was a couple years ago. Uh, That's just kind of how it is, but you never know. Cal could surprise a lot of teams, as Oregon State did a couple years ago. It was now. Two years ago it was now, but, uh, yeah, you never know. Pac-12 is an interesting conference. We'll see what happens with Cal. Mm -hmm. Next up, Brian Gregory. 
of South Florida. He is entering his sixth year, and he had a very great year in 2018-2019, uh, winning program record 24 games and winning the College Basketball Invitational as well. Since then, they've won 34, 31 games starting the last three seasons, and last season coming off a last-place finish. South Florida obviously returned a lot of good players, did well in the transfer portal this year. What are your thoughts on them this year? Yeah, that should be an interesting team. Uh, obviously, they lost a couple of their key guys. Caleb Murphy is out. Uh, where did he go? Do you know? Your school. <laughs> oh, that's right. Good job. Um, but, yeah, uh, South Florida will be interesting. They got a couple guys coming in. Uh, so, it's going to be a rebuild to start. But if the chemistry builds, this team could maybe do some damage in the American. As we know, the American is looking like a two-bid conference at the moment with room for three or four. But uh, as you know, Memphis and Houston will regain those rights at one and two in the American. But you got teams like Cincinnati making a stride for it. Um, Wichita State, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, there's a couple other teams just kind of teetering in that level. And if you, you uh, South Florida can get there, we'll see what happens. But right now, the seat's getting very hot for uh, Coach Gregory. Yeah, I honestly think South Florida is a pretty solid team this year. I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack in the American this year. Um, I just don't think that's enough to retain this job. I know they retain him because his bout is pretty. They actually gave him a contract extension. I remember that they did give him a contract extension this past year, which is very confusing. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what to say anymore. I just think if they do, if they do stay afloat, I think they're going to retain him. But if they're a bottom third team, I think I think he's out the door. But that's very interesting that they did give him a contract extension. I do remember seeing that way back in April. Yeah, and South Florida, uh, they were one of the worst offensive teams in college basketball last year as well. So very surprising stuff, but you never know. Obviously, it could be a one-year fluke. We'll definitely see. Next up, Barclay, Raid Bog, South Charleston Southern, excuse me. It's been a very long tenure here for Coach Raid Bog. Uh, entering his 18th season at Charleston Southern, which is uh, one of the longest tenures, I think, currently in college basketball. If, I don't know exactly who else is up there. You know some of the greats are up there, but uh, that's pretty impressive for that standpoint for Coach Raybog. Many highs, many lows. Uh, he's led Charleston to two conference championships in his tenure. Uh, and reference, Charleston Southern's only won four ever, so uh, he's won half of those, so shout out to him. However, things have definitely taken a rough turn. Uh, the past two years, finishing with just nine total wins. Obviously, a lot of guys have transferred out. One of the most notorious, Flanders Fleming Jr., went to Florida. And uh, that's pretty much the biggest name that I've seen come from there in the past couple of years. Not too much coming out of Charleston Southern. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, it's very, it's very surprising. They've only had nine total wins past two seasons, especially having arguably the best player in the conference in Flanders Fleming Jr., uh, two years, two seasons ago, they did make a Cinderella run uh, both seasons to in the conference tournament. But obviously, uh, the regular season, nine wins in two seasons, just unacceptable. He's been there very long. You know, uh, I think I think his time there is, is is soon. I think they're gonna let him go on his own terms, though. I think they're gonna force him to resign before they fire him. Yeah, I could see that happening as well. I mean, he's a relatively old coach in terms of college basketball coaches, so. Yeah, I mean, it could definitely end on good terms, but uh, we'll see what happens with Charleston Southern. As you know, the Big South is uh, wide open this year, I would say. So uh, we'll cover them relatively soon. Big South is one of the first ones that we cover. So we'll, we'll see this Charleston Southern team within a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Next up, Keith Dembro, 
of Duquesne. Obviously, if you if you know the name, he was LeBron James's high school coach. So he's been he's coached a lot of good talent. Uh, he's entering his sixth season, uh, his fifth season at Duquesne this year, and he needs a solid year because last year was he was just awful. Six wins, one in conference play, and yeah, that is very disappointing. He also had his whole roster actually transfer out, so he had zero returning players for this upcoming season. And two years ago, his team was loaded. I I I could name probably the starting five from that team. They're all thriving at their different schools now, and they thrived under him. So they've won 18 – that team won 18 conference games in the two years prior to last season. Uh, what do you think is going on at Duquesne, and what do you think about them this season? Yeah, man. Uh, um, I was very surprised everyone decided to transfer out, but uh, as we saw, they're all thriving. I saw a stat. Um, I don't remember when this was, but I saw all the stats and points per game of all those guys who transferred out, and they all got maybe 10 times better and 10 times more yeah. production at their different schools. So – I don't know if that's within Duquesne's team or just them thriving in a better position. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season for Coach Dan Broad and Duquesne next year. Uh, yeah, I mean, this team's definitely seen some ups and downs, but uh, this upcoming season could be a very scary one if you are Duquesne. So we'll see. A-10, looking interesting. Uh, I I don't even know who the front runner would be at this current moment. Probably St. Louis if I had to make one. Dayton. Dayton. Oh, yeah. Dayton, <laughs> I forgot about Dayton, but uh, Dayton and St. Louis will be number one or two probably, but uh, you never know. Duquesne could maybe jump up a couple spots, could also step back in last place. We'll see what happens, but it's a big year, obviously, here for Coach Dan Brock. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Um, I still remember that team two years ago. I thought they were going to – I think I had them winning the A-10 tournament that year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe you did. At least deep. And I remember a yeah. couple of guys. Sincere Curry, he's an absolute hooper at Kent State. Probably the front runner for that Mac player of the year right now. And oh, yeah. Michael Michael Weathers, is it? Or Marcus Weathers. One of Marcus. those. Yeah, he's Marcus. Good. Yeah, he, he played really well at SMU this past year as well. There's a lot more down the list. Those are just the first two guys I could name atop of my head. But yeah, he needs a he needs a at least an average season to hopefully retain his job. Definitely. And uh, these last two guys, guys that are getting warm, not necessarily hot just yet, but uh, obviously disappointing season for both of these two teams last year. First up, Dan D'Antoni from Marshall. Is he related to uh, Mike D'Antoni? I, I was trying to figure this yeah. out. I, yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah. Okay. I had a feeling, but uh, yeah, his seat's getting a little bit warm. Marshall had a very disappointing season, only 12 wins, which is the worst season in Coach D'Antoni's tenure since his first season in 2014. This is his ninth season. There's been a ton of success in his tenure at Marshall. Made it to the NCAA tournament a couple of times. The second round they made it was uh, 2017, I think. Uh, it was one of those years. But uh, since then, or at least this past year, it was a very disappointing one. Marshall finished seventh in the Conference USA, which was a down year for them for sure. So it's a critical year for the Herd. What are your thoughts on this seat getting warm here for Coach Antonio? Yeah. It's definitely getting warm. Obviously, Marshall fan base is a very – they're a very passionate fan base as well, probably one of the more passionate mid-major fan bases. You see Marshall loves their sports. They love their football. They love their basketball. So, obviously, this means a lot. Their basketball means a lot to them. Uh, so, they do – yeah, obviously, after a down year, their fans are going to be like, oh, fire him, fire him. Uh, he deserves one more season, obviously, taking them to the tournament multiple times. And, yeah, it is definitely a crucial year, I think. I think he bounces back, honestly. 
yeah, I can see that happening. Just just thought I'd put it in here because uh, it's something to notice and take note of because uh, it was a very surprising down year for Marshall last year. So uh, if the trend continues, I think we definitely get a lot hotter. So we'll see what happens here. But yeah, I do expect Marshall to have a bounce back here because they def- desperately need one, obviously. And uh, Marshall is too good of a team to have two down years. So we'll see what happens with them. Conference, you would say, uh, relatively early conference as well. So we'll cover that probably next month. Mm-hmm. And last but not least in our hot seats, we have one from the West Coast Conference. That is, it's not Mark Few, obviously. It's Lorenzo Rumar of Pepperdine. Another seat. He's getting warm. Disappointing season for Coach Rumar this year, winning just one game in the West Coast Conference. Seven total, and that is the lowest by far in his four seasons at Pepperdine. Pepperdine, I have very high expectations for them. They were one of the youngest teams in college basketball this year. Everyone's returning for the most part. And if, if they have a very bad season, this seat could get hot. What are your thoughts? Yeah, could definitely get hot. Uh, obviously, a guy that he, he's a very successful coach himself. He's coached in a lot of different places, seen a lot of success. Pepperdine's a tough challenge. Uh, the past three seasons, he had a lot of good success with Pepperdine, finishing around 500, if not above, usually around fourth in the West Coast Conference the past three years. But this past season, Pepperdine finished last, and it was a very tough scene. Obviously, they're young, but uh, if this development falls short, uh, this seat for Coach Ramar will get a lot hotter. But you never know. Pepperdine, I think, has a lot of high expectations this upcoming season. So we'll see what happens. And speaking of Mark Few, is Mark Few even able to coach in that um, basketball cl- the classic there for the armed forces? Why? Am I thinking of last year when he got yeah, – you're, you're thinking of last year. He already got wow. suspended. He, got, he didn't even get suspended any games. He got suspended. They scheduled scrimmages so he could come back uh, the right. first game. You remember, Now you, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I, for, some, for some reason, I thought that was this upcoming season. Uh, it just feels so recent on top of my head for some reason. But, uh, yeah, so I apologize. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for my take on Pepperdine, I don't want to spoil my West Coast Conference, but I, I think Pepperdine will finish, finish top half. Of course you do. You you like Pepperdine a lot. I, I've definitely noticed that <laughs> the last couple of years. Yeah, but, but they're, they're a young team. I really like their development. I saw them play against Gonzaga during when I was at school late at night. I had nothing to do watch Gonzaga. They were up uh, at the end of the first half, man. They play with no fear at all. Obviously, it just takes time to gel together with all these young guys coming back. I think, I think the next three years, they could get really scary and hopefully make the tournament. Yeah. That would be a big if, because obviously, as you know, the West Coast Conference, not too many bids given out in that conference. As we saw last year, only two teams made it, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, right? Is it? Yeah, I think you're right. I no, think no, San, San Fran made it. Yeah, San Fran. I, was, I knew it was not two. <laughs> I kind of forget about San Fran. It just shows that my memory is getting uh, weaker as I get older, I guess, but. Yeah, almost yeah. two decades old. You're going to be a grandpa real soon, man. <laughs> yeah, let's not get that far ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, uh, just quick shout-out to Harvard. I haven't worn this shirt in a while. Hopefully Harvard does well in the Ivy. Uh, yeah, I'm just really excited for college basketball. It's it's getting to that point where we need it soon rather than later, and it's only 98 days away. So uh, college basketball comes soon because uh, we obviously miss you very dearly. And uh, I just can't wait to watch a lot of games because uh, I've been missing the games. Seen a lot of teams play um, overseas now. I saw Auburn had a very big win in Israel. Uh, Johan Toran, uh, the rookie, really good performance from him. So I'm excited to see what he can do 
under Bruce Pearl and a lot of other teams are going to start their trips overseas for the preseason. So uh, very excited for those and hopefully seeing some interesting stats along the way. But uh, yeah, for now, I think that is all we have for today's episode. Uh, any final thoughts? You do have one. Yeah, obviously the TBT championship. That's where we see all the college basketball legends play in the tournament, obviously. Uh, yeah, it's, the championship's going on right now. It's Americana for autism versus blue collar U. I don't, I don't know both either of those rosters because they're not school alums, school alumni. But uh, my pick for the TBT before was the Aftershocks. Obviously, Wichita State, that team was that team was dangerous, that undefeated team, man. I wanted to see them make win all the way. Unfortunately, they fell short in the semifinals yesterday. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of great legends of college basketball, as you talked about. Uh, I honestly couldn't name all of them off the top of my head, but uh, I know that there are some very good teams and very good players within here. But yeah, I can see the scores going on right now. Uh, the blue collar team is up 20 to nine at the moment. Um, I honestly don't know who's on either of those two teams. To be honest, I haven't even watched a single game of the TPT, as bad as that sounds, but I know that there are some absolute legends uh, that were playing in this TBT. And uh, yeah, I mean... I'm, that's definitely something I should get more involved with uh, for years to come. But I do see that there are some legends looking at some of this stuff. Um, I'm just trying to find one. I act like I, there's just so many guys here. Julian Newman, Julian Newman uh, is a legend. <laughs> no, he's not a legend. Uh, I don't want. I don't even want to talk about him. But, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even get a Division One offer, so. And now, uh, and uh, I heard that they like lied about like getting an offer. Or some uh, I heard something silly like that, but that's yeah, besides, that's besides the point. But besides the point, indeed. Yeah. But uh, eleven days yeah. left until to the previews. That's when we really ramp things up. If we don't get a an episode in between those eleven days, you probably know that we're 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 locked in for the conference previews. You want to make our our rankings, our edits, our everything as best as possible because. Man, we loved our conference previews. We that's that's one of my favorite times of the yeah. top three, top two. I don't even know. It's 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 up there though. It's not one, but it's definitely two or three. <laughs> yeah. You know what number one is, obviously. But uh yeah, I think that is how we got for today's episode. Obviously, very excited for this conference preview season to be upon us. Uh yeah, like you talked about, it's a really good time. So uh for those of you that are new to this uh podcast, definitely stay tuned for those because uh for those of you that are in college. Wherever you go, Division One, we will be naming where your team is. So uh, you can definitely stick with us and see where we rank your team. If you have any criticism, please don't come at us. That's just our personal opinions. That's something we do have to say. The hot seats as well are our personal opinions. Most of this stuff is our personal opinion. If you do disagree, obviously, we, we don't blame you because uh, there's a lot of, obviously, opinions, as you see with college basketball and March Madness. There yeah, we would, love, we would love to talk about it civilly. Obviously, we don't want any any fights brewing because of our our uh, our takes. Obviously, we know we know we're powerful people, but we, we love a good conversation with our fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only people we can fight is ourselves when, with our little debates. And uh, we'll have a ton of those in the conference. down, baby. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll have a ton of debates, obviously, in the, within the conference previews. So uh, definitely stick with us. August 13th is the date. We'll probably do one more episode, I think, before that we get to that point. But uh, just covering a couple more terms coming up for the preseason. But, yeah, I think that is all we got for today's episode. But thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby.
It's always much, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.